when we got into this, that's why we got into this. We thought, how could we have the biggest impact on this industry? And I felt very strongly that would be able to help those companies and companies like them get the best teams where they all are, like Adam said, aligned, growing in the same direction. They're in their lanes. They're happy because they love their job because they're designed for their job. And so that's essentially why we started Better Talent and what we do every single day here and plan to get better at every day that we go forward. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I... I've been, I'm always excited about every single episode. Y'all know I'm very easily excited to talk to smart people and smart friends. And today is no different. Um, I'm not even really going to do a whole lead in like a bio or anything like that, because we're going to kind of get into what this company actually does. And I actually have multiple people on the show today because they're all my people. I love these people so much. They're so great at what they do. And our businesses complement each other so well. Um, I, I get a front row seat at the magic that they create and the experiences that they absolutely shift to strengthen the businesses all over the world, um, mostly in the United States, but um, very special group of people who have very big hearts. I'm happy to call all of them friends. So let's kind of just get into things. Today, the team of Better Talent is with me on the Bombshell Business Podcast. And I'm going to just cut straight to Steve Trover, who is the CEO, founder, visionary of Better Talent, and just dive a little bit into how this company even existed because there is no other company like it. So buckle up, friends. Steve. <laughs> Hi. Well, thank you, Amber, and uh, thank you for having us on. Uh, yeah, uh, Better Talent is a subscription-based talent acquisition company. Uh, you're like, what does that mean? Well, we help companies identify and hire the best people for the seats in their organization. And so we work very hard in doing things that maybe they don't have the time to do in their business. Um, and we help do that through a lot of different technology uh, that we use on, on the behalf of our clients. Uh, but we also work with them on their strategy as it pertains to people. Yeah. So just to kind of like boil that down a little bit more because talent acquisition, like some of these words seem big corporate to some people, but your sweet spot really is with that small business, middle market business that doesn't have the resources, human or capital to have like the big talent acquisition team of all the different layers that like a traditional HR department would have in order to go out and find candidates. So you're not a, oh, we put something out on Indeed and we're traditional recruiters and we'll hope for the best, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing is, and I've been running small businesses for three decades and it's tough, right? There's, you, yeah. you have to do a lot of things really well um, to, and, and it's challenging uh, to find talent and really spend time from a marketing perspective, driving applicant flow, getting as many people in, into the mix as you possibly can, and then going through all of the processes of screening um, applicants. That's very time consuming. Um, and then figuring out who should be considered as you go through that process. And so we do all of those things on behalf of our clients. There's also a lot of tech that's used in, oh, in so much tech. there. <laughs> 
Um, and we have an, you know, an enormous tech stack like most of our clients do to run their businesses, but we use that part of it and we kind of help them um, leverage the technology that we use so that we can, they don't have to, right? Um, nobody, uh, we feel like uh, companies don't need just another technology platform that they have to leverage to be able to do it. So we do that for them and make it simple. Awesome. Yeah. So way if we get in the Wayback Machine, you and I met because we're both became predictive index certified partners. And I was all about the internal experience and the brand and all that kind of stuff. And you were really more about the recruitment and the attraction side, which I want, you know, nothing to do with as far as my day to day. Obviously, I support that in the work that I do. Um, but what there was a moment where you're like, this ain't working anymore, people. Like what was the breakdown that made you go, I'm going to have to create this blue ocean strategy, new way, completely new way of attracting talent to businesses? Yeah. So prior to COVID, we were going around the country and we were training our clients on on leveraging behavioral profiling. And, you know, when COVID hit or just prior, started looking at what those clients were doing with the platform. And frankly, just like I said earlier, small business owners and even mid-sized business owners are so busy running their day-to-day that even though they went through the training, they weren't necessarily able to use the platform or really understand it and understand, you know, there's a, there's a lot to understand with behavioral profiling, cognitive testing, and those things. And so most of the time we'd go back and find out that they weren't doing the things they needed to do to really uh, leverage the technology, leverage the science to find the right people. And so it was, it was like, you know what, we're going to have to do this on behalf of the clients. And that was the reason that Better Talent was launched, was knowing that this was a critical thing to do to help them find great talent, but they just didn't have time to do it. And so we were, we, we were built to do that for our clients. Yeah. And what a great use of your behavioral profile. So, cause you and I are basically the same person on paper, even though we had a lot of differences, but you know, we're kind of ringtail tutors. And um, very comfortable with risk, very fast pace. And like, that's the personality that's going to just completely create something out of thin air and be like, it's fine, we'll figure it out. And you did. This is just like crazy. You're changing lives. So um, let's let's move to Adam, because obviously, um, you know, you have to actually execute as well. Not that Steve can't. We all have learned behaviors. But, you know, for anybody who speaks EOS and trust me, we can get lost in this discussion in this group. OK, so we're, we're not going to go there. But you're the integrator. You're Mr. Get Things Done. You're Mr. Chop Chop. You're Mr. Follow Through. You're Mr. No Ball Will Be Dropped. And so can you walk us through, like, let's just say, let's just say that I'm a new customer. Like I meet Steve at a conference. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, please help me. I'm in this talent puddle and I cannot find talent and I don't have the time anyway. So what happens? Well, once the the customer's onboarded, we, we introduce them to Corey. And Corey takes it from there. She's really the one managing the account. She's making sure everything happens. We instantly have a call with Stephanie, with the talent relationship team. We're talking about anyone that she's currently talking to that will be a good fit. We talk to the sourcing team, the mining team. All the teams start executing on finding the right talent for that role. Awesome. And so, like, what are some of the common, like, problems that people present to you? Like, where where are the key frustrations when when people are looking for this kind of support, this level of support? I I think it depends on the size of the company, but a lot of companies, the uh, someone's wearing multiple hats and they're wearing that hat as a recruiter or someone uh, acquiring new talent. There's a lot of work. You got to post on multiple 
job sites, you have to build the job descriptions, you have to uh, really decide and, and have a lot of strategy around the hiring plan. And, you know, we want to take all of that off their, their plate. Yeah. And I love that part too, because obviously I'm a strategy person and, you know, a lot of people just willy nilly will be like, well, I'm just, I posted on the Facebook page. Nobody's answering, you know? So like that is such a, you know, such a mess. And, and what I love about what you all do is you do have like this, I'm going to call it complex because nobody needs to worry about like how the sausage is made, but it is a very complex total solution that you all have with all of the technology and all of the, um, the human touches. Like it's not, everything is so warm with y'all, which to me as a business owner would be very important. So Corey. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So you then once, once all of this behind the scenes stuff happens and everybody knows, okay, this is the new person. This is what's going on in the business. Here's their business goals. Here's how we're going to map the people strategy to their business strategy. And then you take them on. Like, what is, what does that look like? How, how do I get onboarded with Corey? Yeah. So the first thing that we do, um, we do schedule an onboarding call. Um, and what I really like to do, that's really my time to really get to know the client, the company and their culture. Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of disguise it as I'm going to take you through this onboarding of what we do, but really, I'm really listening to what they're saying, you know, where there's been misses as far as their hiring goes. Um, and then I really kind of dive into just like, you know, how did you get here? You know, what sort issues are you having for real? Um, tell me about the hires that you've made and what didn't work. And then, you know, it's really all about just kind of connecting with them and really getting a feel for the company. Because when we do build out that predictive index target, we're also not, we're not just building it out to just the job duties. We're also building out to, you know, who's going to work well with other people, you know, how is this person going to fit with a team? So there is a lot going into that sausage and there's <laughs> so much happening in that onboarding call that you know it's not just, you know, this is what they do. It's also just me getting to know you and what your company needs and where we're really can, you know, put somebody in there. Yeah. Fit to hire, fit to team, fit to leader, fit to culture. Like there's so much that goes into this to make sure that that person that you're hiring is going to stick with you because they're going to be like, oh, these are my people. This is my jam. Like I'm made to do this kind of work. And, and that, like that longevity that comes with that, especially nowadays is so important. So you're a good listener. Yeah. And you can learn a lot in there. You can learn a lot just, you know, hearing that initial call and just what they're needing in that position. So, you know, a lot of times they come up with just, these are the duties, but then I kind of want to know, but really what are the duties and really <laughs> that, that we're doing? So, you know, yeah. Other duties as described, let's lay those out. <laughs> why do we want detail oriented people? You know, so that's, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. And there are so many of those like key terms of like, I'm a people person. I have great attention to detail. And it's like, Really? Right. Everybody puts their best foot forward on their resumes. Um, You know, me being a specialist in predictive index, I would never sit there and say that I get, you know, I love the details where I would never, you know, I would say I'm detail oriented, but I wouldn't say I like them so much. It takes me forever sometimes to get through things. But Mm -hmm. those are the things that we, you know, figure out when that happens. Yeah. So you're kind of like loving them with some, you know, deep self-awareness. Yeah. And the, and the deep self-awareness of like, where is this company at this season? And I know I have to have a lot of conversations about this of like, you know, I'll do employer brand review with somebody and, and they offer me all this information about who they want to become. And I'm like, that's cute. That's called a goal. That's not reality today. (laughs) Let's just be real so that we can start solving problems so we can get you there and not just talk about it 
like actually get there. And I hear you like that's your jam. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're also an action taker. So chop, chop, right? We <laughs> try to do it quickly. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So then like, so, so now you understand all of the needs and mm-hmm. now you're like, okay, this is exactly what is going to set this customer up for success. And right. then we have Miss Stephanie, queen of people right. over here, like the beloved who is, um, and for those of you, that's, that's a, how to fascinate term, but Stephanie was literally made to love on people. Like that's, that's what is in her DNA. And so tell me about like, what is your day-to-day like? It's pretty fun. It is pretty fun. Um, I get to talk to people all day long and I love it. Um, similar to what Corey does, I sit, I ask a lot of questions on the calls or if we have a zoom call or whether it's um, a phone call, ask a lot of questions and really listen to what they're saying. Listen to where they've come from, listen to what they've been going through, if they've just lost their job, if they quit on their own accord, or if they've been out of the workforce and they wanna get back into it. Um, I really try to delve into where they're coming from, what they're looking for, what they're not looking for. Um, That's a question I ask a lot. Like what what made you unhappy in those roles? Um, What didn't bring you joy? You know, what makes you happy during the day. Um, So I ask kind of deep questions too. And I really listen to those answers. And as we're talking, I have a page of notes on everybody I talk to. Um, And because that's what I go back and refer to when Corey and I are talking, she and I talk on the daily um, about people that I'm talking with about new roles that are coming up. um, And we're trying to kind of play matchmaker between the two. Absolutely. um, Every day we talk about it. And that's so cool because you have like Corey over here, who's like, She's like team BT customer, like the hiring company, like you are completely focused on finding the right people for them, but you cannot do that without Stephanie because Stephanie's full-time job is to find the, find the people, but you're not just like, oh, you need this person. Let me go hunt for somebody. You are constantly every single day looking for available talent. Can you kind of talk me through that process as well? Yes. Well, I live on social media as well. Um, LinkedIn is my new best friend. Um, and because, you know, lots of people with the open to work, which is, is hard to see because that means generally something's happened. Um, but I try to make contact with them right away. Um, let them know that I'm on their team. We can help. Our team can help them um, find a nice soft landing place um, as their next step. Um, so, yeah, always on LinkedIn. Um, we have a huge database. I go through that every single day. Um, looking through resumes, looking through the videos that people do um, and trying to pull them out and match them with certain roles that we have. Yeah. So, and and let's just be real in today's like, you know, bot world that we live in, you know, you're, the candidate experience is so bad. It is so bad. And they're, you know, they've just lost their job. They're uncertain about how they're going to pay their bills. There's a piece of their humanity that is like missing. I mean, you're already emotionally in this place. You might financially be in a bad place. There's so many things going on. And then you apply for a hundred jobs and hope that the words and the terms that you use in your resume get read by the right, you know, AI software. And, and then maybe you're going to get a call or maybe like, you know, people wait weeks to find out like how their interview even went. Like it's crazy train. I don't know how any company thinks that's a great way to hire you change that game your your experience so Corey's like hey guys we're going to take care of you and then Stephanie like you're creating 
this relationship with talent where they know, can you tell like, what's the process? Like once somebody's in the running for a particular job, like you present them as an option to a customer, like Corey says, like here, here are your options. Here are some good candidates for you to review and make a choice from what, what is that like for you and the candidate? For me, Mm -hmm. um, once they, like, we talk through different options. They look at our job board. I talk through um, some different roles I think they might be a good fit for. And they say yes or no. If they say yes, I immediately am on the phone with Corey or texting Corey. Um, she's going to look through their information and send them through. Um, and I just kind of keep in contact. I mean, I touch base via LinkedIn. We text. Um, I just kind of touch base, see where they're at, see if they're interested in any other roles. Um, yesterday, I was on a call. Someone texted me and she said, hey, can I call you? I have a question about these two interviews I just had. I'm like, yes. So she called me. We talked through it. I asked her how she was feeling about both. Um, she was leaning one way. The other way didn't feel so great to her. Um, so I'm just constantly ready um, to accept those calls, to accept those texts, and to just, people just like to talk. They want to know that someone's listening to them. It's hard looking for a job. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's daunting. It can be scary. Um, you know, if you don't know when your next paycheck is coming, you've got bills. There's just so many things, especially if you have a family, there's just a lot. Um, it would be an ego thing for me too, because like so much of my identity is tied to my professional life. So if that's been taken away from me, it's like, well, then what's my significance every day? I mean, Exactly. It's hard. And I find that people, people in general, no matter if you're looking for a job or not, they just like to be listened to. You know, you ask good questions. They like to know that somebody's there and listening. Um, yeah. And sometimes just saying things out loud just helps. Um, yeah. And if I could just put my employer branding hat on real quick, like the the reason why I'm such a champion of the type of work that y'all do or how you go about doing your work is because that like you being available is actually a reflection of the employer brand of the company that they're interviewing with. Like you are an extension of that where that that is a good experience as opposed to all these horrible of experiences that they probably been having for months now, if, if not weeks, and then they get you, which is attached to these opportunities that immediately is shifting what people are saying about that company. And that's all branding is. So Steve, let's go. Um, you know, you've, <laughs> you have built this complex web of team members and as fabulous as Corey and Stephanie are, and as much as I love them, you have like this whole other, like you've got departments. So what they do is then supported by other people as well. So like what else is, and let's not get into the weeds because honestly, we don't have the time. We could talk about it for two weeks and still not put a cherry on top, but like what else is happening? Like in the mining space and like the social media and the advertising and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, you know, a big part of what we do is obviously marketing. And in fact, in some respects, we're a marketing company, first and foremost. Uh, Most companies that are clients of ours, you know, when they go to market their jobs, they'll put an ad on Indeed, maybe LinkedIn. Um, They might post it on social. We want to be very aggressive at marketing and then also sourcing candidates. So we have a marketing department handling all the social media, email marketing, job ad posting, job ad creation, copywriting. Um, A lot of times our clients, understandably, because again, they don't have a lot of time uh, on their hands, will hand us basically a job description, which is really not a good job ad. And so we take whatever it is they hand us. It could be bullet points of what that person's going to do. We then, um, in fact, look at their employer brand and, and try to 
make sure that we articulate the value proposition of that company. Um, our partnership with Employer Brand Central is super important and the clients that work with you are the, our favorites because they have a really strong employer brand to talk about. So there's all the marketing pieces. Um, then from a sourcing perspective, we directly reach out to applicants. So we absolutely want to hear from everybody that's maybe out of a job, lost a job, was laid off. But we also reach out to those that maybe aren't necessarily looking. Um, maybe they're not happy in their current position. So we do have a lot, a lot of outbounding because we want both active candidates as well as passive candidates that maybe were thinking about making a move, weren't necessarily going to apply for this job if we didn't reach out to them. So sourcing is reaching out. And then you mentioned mining. Um, we kind of look at it like mining for diamonds, right? We're looking for that <laughs> perfect individual that's going to fit for the company that we're working with. And we look at a lot of data. So we you know, obviously look at their resume, their application, like everybody would, but we also look at their behavioral profile, how close of a match their personality is to the personality drives that we are looking for for that role. Um, if we do cognitive testing, we test um, to see if they have the right cognitive abilities for a particular role and the demands they're in. And so we're looking at a lot of data in the mining process to make sure, again, that they're going to be a good fit before we present them to the client. And so the, all of those uh, mining, marketing, sourcing is all a, a part of our overall process um, so that both Stephanie and her team, as well as Corey's team, can really engage with our clients. And they don't have to know all of those things are necessarily happening in the background or see them, but they have to be done exceptionally well so that we can do our jobs well and really uh, do a good job for our clients. And so there's a lot of different you know, tech, like I said, we use a lot of artificial intelligence sourcing tools. Um, and like things that the average small business could not even afford. Like right. it was just like not even reasonable to buy something like that to hire 10 we, people a year or whatever. Technical stack and the cost structure they're in and, and just not even just the cost, but just the ability to use it. Um, <laughs> also that. Because again, you're not going to use it every day like we do. And so we have different people doing different components of it. It would be cost prohibitive to, for almost all of our clients to be able to do that in house. And so that's what we do on behalf of them. Yeah, I love that. And so Adam, like you have this beautiful symphony and everyone on the team, they know their lane, they they stay in their lane. Um they, you know, I like to use the analogy of of you are the conductor of the orchestra and Corey plays the violin. What do you want to play, Corey? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you, you can, yeah, we're going to we're going to put you first chair violin. Can we do that? Okay. okay yeah, so cuz you're fine. you're customer facing, right? So she's first chair violin. She I really knows how that. to play the violin well. Stephanie, what's your instrument? Oh, I play the piano. That's right. Okay. So you're going to play the piano. So she's, you know, she's got the melody going. That's perfect for this too because you've got the melody, you're setting the tone, all that kind of stuff for all of the different um candidates, but they don't know, and all of the rest of the team all over the world, um, they don't know how to stay and play together at that perfection for a perfect sym symphony without a conductor of the orchestra. So your leadership, your management, your accountability, your culture, can you talk about like what that means for you? Because this is a mod like you you eat your own cookies right so you're telling people like here's how you should be treating your employees and here's how you should be leading them to have a good employer brand and a successful business and hit all your targets but you do it day to day can you talk us through that absolutely well the goal is i, I think for every leadership team or ceo is to have the whole team rowing in the same direction Right. If one person's not rowing in the same direction the boat's going to go around in circles yeah and you know 
and there's one thing for it to go a little off track and get back on, that's going to happen, right? The water's going to get a little more rough some days. Things are going to happen we're not expecting. But the goal is to keep everyone in their lane. And really, when you do that and someone's in the right lane, they feel happy too, right? When we, when you have someone who has a gift and they're in that role where they can use their gifts, they, they're empowered, right? They feel good. They feel happy. And happy employees mean happy customers. And, and they were all happy as a company. And, and I think that, that's, that's always been my goal is to keep everyone happy, but at the same time in their lane working and, and having purpose. And core values is so important. Um, we have ours up here and we've, we always have them up there and we make our decisions around those and we hire around our core values. And, you know, that's one thing I love about working together with you, Amber, and, and Employer Brand Central is that you come in, you help companies if they don't have core values to to put those in place. And not to talk too much about traction, but, you know, we traction helps us a lot. Um, yeah. Steve and I, we actually met. That's one of the that's how we met was, you know, we were talking about traction. And um, the first thing they say to do is to put core values in place when you start a company. And so everyone on the team, Corey, Stephanie, all of our other um, employees, we hire around these core values. That is part of our interview process. And then making sure people are in the right seat on the bus. And that that helps our success a lot. I, yeah. I think that it's not only helping our success as a company, but our culture. It helps us create, create a great culture. And then we have fun because there's no one upset if we're living out our purpose every day. And we're living out our core values. It's like we're a family. So, yeah. And I love that. And and there is, there's like, there are the people who don't have those guiding principles of their values or their mission or the vision or anything like that. And then there's people who are like, oh yeah, didn't the consultant do that with us like five years ago? Like, wait, let me look in my drawer for where that, where, where did I put that? But you all actually, everything is guided by that. And that's what creates a strong culture is like always making decisions around your core values, your mission, your vision, your, um, you know, your, your daily success, uh, markers, your, um, I mean, I could go on for days about this, but you also have, you have a lot of recognition built in just inherently naturally. And you also do obviously a ton of professional development. So in your one-to-one meetings and your group meetings, you have offsites, like, tell me, walk me through that process a little bit. And maybe, you know, Steve and Adam, you can tag team on this. Well, I, I know, you know, Steve can speak more on this about predictive index, but we're always looking at each other's personality types and making sure, you know, we're, everyone's different and we're all special in our own way. And, you know, we all have strengths, but everyone has a weakness too. And we don't focus on the weaknesses as much as the strengths, yeah. right? We all, our team is, you know, it's not just about Steve and I, it's, it's the whole team. That's, that's how you win. You know, the best teams win and we're a team. And as we continue to grow, we're going to continue to grow with the right people in those seats and predictive index has a lot of great tools uh, that help you um, from that, you know, growth perspective. Um, Steve can probably speak a little more to that. Yeah. yeah. And I, he's alluding to what we use within our company, which is um, platinum rule. So really thinking about how each of us come to um, show up each day uh, from a personality perspective and what our behavioral needs are and treating people not with the golden rule, which is treat others how you would like to be treated, 
It's really how they need to be treated. And so we leverage that inside of our business. We definitely ask our clients and, and encourage them to do the same, but it's a part of our culture. The other thing I will say is that in all the businesses that I've run over the years, this is the first one that's 100% remote. And I know a lot of companies listening and individuals listening um, are, are doing the same, maybe for the first time ever working remote, working from home or hybrid scenario. Culture is is more challenging in that scenario, it just is, and you really have to work at it. So our offsites, you mentioned, we make sure that we do have professional development in each one, that we have fun um, together, that we really get to know each other as a company. And then um, beyond that, you, between the offsites, it's really connecting, whether it's on Zoom, a phone call, um, Sunday, we have Dad Jake Joke Sunday, uh, for example. So uh, we just have a lot of fun and we really um, encourage each other to not only stay in our lanes, but love that lane and make sure that we're in the right one, just like we would for any of our clients. And so I think that's um, helped evolve our culture. We're still early stage in that regard, but I think we have a really strong nucleus and we're going to grow that as we grow as a company. Yeah. And it takes everyone. It's, you know, it can't just be led, like it has to be absorbed and then also lived every day by everyone. And, and I'll say that, you know, your last offsite a few weeks ago, um, thank you again for trusting me for day two with it. And we did um, a different type of personality assessment that, that talks about how the world sees you at your best. So it's more of a personal branding type experience. And, you know, I've done this with, I mean, I'm an OG in that assessment. So I've been eight, nine years probably. And, and I've had so many experiences where I just left like, that was the greatest. Like I'm so like, everybody was in it. And then, and I've had experiences where like, I did know the team going in very well and, and did it or the people that were in, you know, one that I might've produced myself, but I have to say, and I really thought hard about it afterwards the the day that we had together was probably the most satisfying fascinate day that I've ever done because everyone showed up everyone showed up everyone fully participated everyone was vulnerable everybody was there to learn support each other like it, it was such an overwhelming experience for me so you know Corey let's let's kick back to you how important is the culture to you and like what do you see your responsibility in that is um, well, culture is probably first and foremost for me, honestly, yeah. um, I mean, as far as like me being an actual employee here, yeah. ever, um, to be specific, I left for the culture. So <laughs> I had a job. I've actually been in the short-term rental space for about eight years as director of operations for a few startups. So operations is, you know, my jam, you know, I know I've done every role, um, which is probably why I love my role right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I specifically, came here for the culture. You know, Steve approached me um, actually after seeing my PI and asked me if I actually liked my position, which I'm really good at, but, and, and so it was, you know, no, I don't, you know, if you, you know, just me and, you know, in general, you know, I love operations. I love short-term rentals. Do I love, you know, leading people? No, I don't. Um, to be honest, I get annoyed with it. Um, and that's okay. Like not everybody needs to be that. Like that's awesome that you know that. Like all of it, like, no, it's annoying. Um, but you know, it was one of those things where, you know, Steve talked to me about it. He was like, you know, looking at your predictive index, you know, do you, do you like this? You're applying for all these jobs and no. And so we had talked about, you know, just what I really liked and then just getting to know Steve and what, you know, their culture was and just even having that, you know, that's what sold me to even come here. So 
Culture so you is- take your side of things pretty seriously to make sure that this culture never gets off track. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. They do a really good job of doing that as well. So you bring such such levity. Like you're so funny. I I can't. Like it's it's so hard to be in Corey's presence and not laugh. So that's I say that's your number one. Uh, I'm sure you have a hundred thousand things, but <laughs> days are hard. Like there's some days where it's just like. Uh, everything goes wrong. You're trying so hard. And for you to be able to just like slide a zinger in there is, <laughs> is such a way to release the the steam, if you will. <laughs> What's that? My love language. It is <laughs> your love language. Yeah. Okay. Stephanie, what about you? Because you like everybody. So first of all, most, a lot of people know you, Corey, because and, and what a gift that you're like, no, I've done operations. I know what you're going through right now and I'm going to help you. Like what a great thing. And then Stephanie, you've been photographing the industry for a long time. So you made a choice to completely shift your world to come work for better talent. I did. Um, And I did. And I did, you know, I thought long and hard about it just because that's in my profile. I think through things um, and I'm very methodical with the decisions that I make. Um, However, piggybacking on what Corey said, the company culture, those words right above Adam and Steve's head empathy is my number one. And I saw that in my initial interview with them. And I've known Steve for several years through VRMA. And he and I had talked quite a bit last January. Um, But just listening to the two of them and how um, they talked about servant leadership, like the the words that they chose and the way that they spoke with me, it was a no brainer for me, honestly, to come on board and to do something I love. Like Steve has seen me for the last nine years working with people within VRMA and, you know, taking pictures, but it's still working with people and listening and listening to what makes them feel good. And it was a very easy transition into this role and talking to people and loving on people and caring about um, where they are, where they've been, where they want to go and how I can help them do that. So it was, it was uh, so simple for me to choose this. Yeah. And it was such a no brainer because we met because you photographed me as a speaker at, um, at Vera Mentel's women's summit. And I just remember, and I've shared this with you before, but I want listeners and viewers to know, um, I've worked with a lot of photographers over the years and especially like conference ones. And, um, sometimes I hire my own photographer to kind of cover it because I know that I'm not going to get the images that I need for my purposes, but you were very intentional about coming over. We met, I immediately loved your energy. I was like, who's this person? I love her. And I, and I really quickly was like, Hey, it'd be really great if you can get, you know, this shot, this shot and this shot. And you're like, okay, yeah, I got you. And so here's what normally happens or maybe half the time, none of the shots are taken. And I have to follow up for a month to try to find my images. You know, that's what it is. You got every shot and then some and ones I didn't even think that I needed, but I loved. And then like you immediately got me my images and I was like, who is this person? She's amazing. (laughs) And so just even like knowing that follow through that you have, that intentionality that you have is just, I can't even imagine what it's like to, to work with you when I'm in crisis, you know, (laughs) like that's, that's, that's a, a huge gift of yours. So, you know, you can just even hear and I, and I want, the reason why I'm asking these type of questions is because bombshell, I, I want you to see in real time, what does culture look like? What does a happy employee look like? What are, what are the responsibilities of everybody? It's not just the leadership. Like if you don't have your team feeding the culture, like it ain't happening. It's like when you, and you're like, Hey family, we're going to start eating healthy. And then like, 
tomorrow you go from having like Chef Boyardee and like Hamburger Helper and you're like, here is your dry, unseasoned, baked, overcooked chicken and your oversteamed broccoli. Get happy with it. The kids are going to be like, not happening. <laughs> you know, like you have to get the buy-in of the family. Like, okay, well, what do you like? Like, would you want this kind of food or this kind of food? Like you have to get the buy-in or the whole family will not be eating healthy. You will be back on Hamburger Helper on day three. Right. Am I right, moms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is why I'm really wanting to unpack this side of things um, and, and just show, you know, it takes everybody. It, it, it takes everybody to make it happen. So let's talk a little bit about um, Corey. Let's go back to you real quick because yeah. I need you to help my people, too. All right. <laughs> what <laughs> what would you say is um, the success factors like? a few things that the companies do that end up with the best talent. Like everybody gets talent, right? but the companies that you work with, you're like, you get the winner every single time. What are they doing differently? First and foremost, communication. Mm -hmm. um, really communicating what it is that their team needs, what they're lacking, um, why they're having such a hard time finding somebody. Again, that happens in our onboarding call. Um, just kind of getting a feel for that definitely um, really working with me. So when you, you know, as you know, Adam said, you know, or was it Steve? I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Um, whenever we get the job ad, you know, we optimize it. So we really want to optimize it to that applicant that we're looking for. So again, you know, hearing all of that is just a way for us to build up around that. Um, so, you know, communicating with me, those things, and then also really following up with those applicants that we send to you. That's okay. probably one of the most you laugh, but you laugh, but that's one of the most important. I mean, cause again, we've already talked about how stressful it is being on the other end and being that applicant. And so we want to, obviously we want to take care of both sides of this, right? So mm -hmm. we're sending you talent, but you, we need you to communicate with them and follow up with them as well. So ASAP. Yeah. Cause it, you know, I mean, I've been in that seat before I've, you know, waited months in, in here back later so, you know, just keeping that communication open and letting them know if we're doing interviews, um, that's super, super important. So just staying on top of that, that's probably the number one. Um, yeah. Obviously, the job market's super competitive. So if you sleep on that too long, they're going to, somebody else is going to scoop them up. Yeah. I was talking with um, the leadership team and then the HR team of, of a client of mine yesterday. And, and I was asking very specifically, because we were working on their talent uh, or their recruitment marketing strategy. And so I was asking their um, HR leader, like, okay, well, how long do you take from the time that somebody raises their hand and says, I'm interested to reaching out to th them? And she was like, and she came, so she, this is a medical company, but she came from food and beverage. So like hardest right. industry ever to recruit for. So I'm like, okay, I already kind of think this woman has chops, but she was like, oh, 24 hours. Like, Yep. or they're gone. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And I was like, okay. So from the, the initial phone screening and the interview, what is that? And she's like 48 hours. I'm like, Oh my God, I love you. Like, can I put you on, on blast for everybody to know this because they're going to lose them. Well, and it's, you know, you need to understand too, you're probably not the only company they've applied to. Right. right. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> back to the platinum world, like get out of your world, right. Get into their world. Right. see it from their side and lure them in by honoring that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Steve, I've heard you um, speak on this before. I, I feel like maybe, I don't know, it was a presentation or something. Um, but you really talked about like your history in, in the industry and like your observations around like 
who's the most profitable, who's the most, you know, who grows the fastest, who hits their targets. Like, can you talk us through that? Yeah. Um, after 25 years in the same industry and getting to meet people all over the country, all over the world that operate and look at the different markets. Uh, when I look at the market leader in a particular location, for example, um, they all have one thing in common in every market. It's not the technology they use that's important. It's not you know their strategy. It's not their vision. It's not even the properties that they manage. It's their people. It, it really comes down to the team. The companies that have the best teams are the best companies, period, end of story. And so when we got into this, that's why we got into this. We thought, how could we have the biggest impact on this industry and I felt very strongly that would be able to help those companies and companies like them get the best teams where they all are, like Adam said, aligned, growing in the same direction. They're in their lanes. They're happy because they love their job because they're designed for their job. And so that's essentially why we started Better Talent and what we do every single day here and plan to get better at every day that we go forward. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, if I can just pull a little side note out of that for my listeners, Bombshell, you don't have to do the thing in the industry. You do not have to be the orthopedic surgeon. You can start a business that serves orthopedic surgeons and their practices. And that's what BT is doing is like, oh, whoa, okay, hold on, wait a second. We're, we have all of these vacation rental, short-term rentals, um, and all of those companies have to have teams to actually get the work done to push the technology buttons Let's solve that problem because it's a big one. This this industry has grown so much. And it's one of many reasons why we're doing this um, vacation rental uh, industry takeover for this week in between the Book Direct Conference and the Vacation Rental Management Association International Conference is to just highlight such an amazing industry full of amazing people, but they're growing so fast. It's still kind of the wild, wild west. There's so many different business models. Like there, there is nobody like, here's the roadmap to, you know, recruiting a successful team for having the best kind of employer brand. Like it's different for everyone. And and you have to be able to, you know, flex on that. But I agree with you, Steve, obviously for what I do, I believe the same thing. The best teams win. Hard stop. So on that note, Adam, you and I work together a lot, um, you know, and I love I love the trust relationship that we have. We share the same values. We think the same way. And and we're both like just ferociously committed to our customers, the ones we share and then, you know, individually as well. So, you know, I, obviously I do employer branding. I have no interest in any type of talent acquisition <laughs> type of company for me anyways. Um, so it's a it's a pleasure to work with y'all. But let's talk through like why employer branding is so critical when you are out there trying to recruit the best talent. Well, I think we can, you know, what we really do is attract talent and we can, we get the person all the way to the finish line they're hired, but retaining the best talent is a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's where we're really excited about our partnership together because that's where employer brand central really comes in and helps with that retention piece with mm-hmm. building out the culture and the core values and, and all of the ways to have that fun, happy culture, but still hold everyone accountable to get work done. Cause it's a dichotomy, right? It's mm-hmm. everyone needs to be held accountable and get stuff done, but we want to have fun and have a great culture at the same time. Yeah. And I think that's where, what I've noticed with, with our partnership is you come in and you really help uh, leaders do that. 
with the organization. And a lot of our customers, they, you know, initially when we start working with them, there's not anything about their employer brand on their website. There, there's nothing about who they are. There's no pictures of the team having fun or core values or talking about why you should work here. And a lot of people, especially in, in this time, um, going through everything that's happened the last few years, they're not looking just for the money. Right. The money is not the number one priority. No. Uh, the the culture is like, yeah. uh, that's the most important thing. People want to feel purpose. They want to feel that they're valued. We've all had bad bosses. Everyone on this call <laughs> is a bad boss. And we don't want that anymore. We, yeah. we Everyone wants to have a good boss. And they want to have fun coworkers. They spend more time with their coworkers than their own families a lot of times. And if that's not a fun place to be, it's not about the money. So, um, and I'm saying all this because that's the need that I, I and the problem I think that that you your, your team really solves. And so we do a great job at bringing the talent to companies, and you help them keep that talent. Yeah, and, that and even very important. On that talent acquisition side, you know, when I when I do the walkthroughs with your um, pro clients, and I it's like their their website is amazing, and maybe they have um, like their culture on there, and and everything that I look for on a careers page might you know have checks in those boxes. But then I'm like, well, let's look for evidence of that not on your website, like not you saying we're so great. Let's look for evidence for that. And so I walk them through all over the interwebs and I'm like, no evidence, guys, there's no evidence. <laughs> so if I'm a savvy Gen Zer and I'm wanting to have an emotional connection because that's what branding is, it is driving choices through an emotional connection, or that's how I brand at least. Um, and and so if if there is not evidence through Glassdoor, through social media, through LinkedIn, through all the different kind of markers that I quickly walk people through, then they're going to like maybe be like, eh, I don't know. You know, I've had a bad boyfriend before and he sure told me he was great. Turns out he was not. And he broke my heart. You know, same thing with, right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I say like, if you're recruiting, you have to think like a marketer and when you're onboarding, you have to think like a cruise director, like here's where everything is. Here's, you know, like this is, let's make you comfortable about this journey we're about to take. And, and if you're missing one of those pieces, like it's, it is the same thing as traditional marketing. You can say you're the greatest thing on the planet on your website. But if you don't have backlinks to generate SEO, and if other places aren't saying that you're great and you don't have peer reviews somewhere to be found that's not like on your website, am I really gonna trust you these days? Probably not. So whatever you're doing in marketing over here, I say PR and HR need to be BFF. And you can say PR, marketing, branding, all that kind of stuff. So I, I love the intention that you put behind that, obviously, because that's the drum I beat every day, but it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get any feedback, Stephanie, when, you know, people are, are like looking and be like, well, I don't know about this place because, or, yes. or Corey, either one of you. <laughs> yes. I get feedback all the time on places that maybe they have just come from. Um, I get a lot of feedback on that actually. Um, and then, you know, uh, companies that they've interviewed with, People, I feel like I create a safe space so people open up to me fairly easily. Um, and I'm honored when they do. Like, they're trusting me with things. You know, our conversations are confidential. I don't go talking about it. You know, um, we discuss, like, the how they're a great fit for our, our customers. But um, it's a safe place for them to land and just to talk about 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you probably hear a lot. Good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey, how much does that affect your, your role and, and being able to support them? Oh, so much of it. I mean, that's the whole reason why I do my, you know, undercover onboarding call. Um, <laughs> I am actually, you know, almost selling these clients to, you know, Stephanie's talent, you know, because she's had got people that are coming in, they want specific positions, they want to be in specific cultures. And so it's up to me, you know, when we kind of work together and fit them into where they want to go, you know, because a lot of times, you know, especially if it's a newer company, you know, applicants don't know about them. And so that's where Stephanie and I really get together and really discuss that. And so we really want to make sure that we're connecting the right applicant with the right company. So it's, yeah. It is matchmaking, just like any branding marketing effort is is uh, attracting your ideal customer. You need to attract your ideal candidate. Yeah. Anybody can do a resume and actually do the work, but it's a whole other thing to be, you know, part of that company. Yeah. That's where she and I connect so, so well with that. Yeah. Now we're all going to um, Burma and Las Vegas, but the Better Talent booth has a little something, something going on. So uh, who wants to talk about that? Go for it, Ed. <laughs> Giving away an iPhone 14 Pro. Awesome. Uh, raffle, so that would be cool. We're going to do shots and shots. So we're doing headshots and we're doing uh, Nespresso shots as well. Um, we have a lot of other fun things we're going to do too. I'm sure Stephanie might you know, be able to add a lot about the photo booth. Tell us about your photo booth because I love your photography. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is something that I've been doing at VRMA. This is my ninth year. Um, it's awesome that now I'm doing it with better talent. And so people can come see us, come to our booth and we do headshots and have fun with it. Um, it's not a, you know, stand up, smile, boom, you're done. I mean, anybody who knows me who worked with me, right. <laughs> <laughs> they know it's a fun experience. Like business. Corey's back in the background, you know, showing them the different poses to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is not glamour shots. This is not old mills. And then like, I think the cool thing too, is like, there are so many virtual teams that are, that are attending. And so like, get your squad together, like get a schedule, make sure that your team while you're in the same building can get a team photo, like a fun one. Right. Yeah. They can come to our booth to do that. If you have, I will say, if you have like a big team, if you're bringing 20, let's go to your booth. That way we've got your brand, we've got your name on it. Um, and it, it fits with what you're looking for. So yeah, we can do either one. Um, ah. We're excited about it. I love it so much. Okay. So before we talk about all the different ways that you can find better talent online, um, Steve, I'm going to give you this one. I always ask every single guest and I have many of you today. So (laughs) what parting piece of advice would you give to a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business? You know, uh, if you listen to Amber and you're on this podcast, so you do, I'm sure you've heard this, but really understanding yourself first. Self-awareness, I think, is the most powerful thing that you can have as an individual today to be brave, bold, and confident. Um, obviously, we are not afraid of brave, bold, confident women, as you can clearly. <laughs> we encourage that every every single day. Um, but I think self-awareness helps you understand who you are, so you can be brave, bold, and confident. And I know you preach that but I can't add anything else to that other than to say, really focus on that. Um, It's helped me throughout my career. We encourage it as a culture within our company. We encourage it within our clients, um, but I definitely would work on that and focus on that. It's not a destination. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one arrives at self-awareness completely. (laughs) We have to work at it. So that's what I would recommend. Yeah. I love that. And we, you know, we really like this week, 
Lauren Madewell, Alex Hesner, Annie Holcomb, like we've, we kind of covered their journey just in the past year of self-awareness and what that has opened up for them in terms of opportunities. So like, if you're in the industry, you know, those names, if not, then make sure you tune into those episodes this week. So, okay. So we can find you at bettertalent.com. We are all psychotic LinkedIn people, Mm -hmm. right? So they can find you. So we'll put all of your LinkedIn (laughs) profiles in the show notes. You're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So you can yeah. follow there. Um, you have a jobs board at bettertalent.com. You sure do. And you can actually sign up for job alerts there. So if you are looking or interested in seeing, you know, opportunities that are out there, sign up. We send that out every week to the entire industry, huge database. So uh, we'd love to have you be a part of that, but definitely reach out to us on LinkedIn um, or the website. And then they can book a, a demo with you and kind of walk through the process. And even if they're not, because you don't do you're very, very focused on the vacation rental industry, but you do hospitality. And I've seen you kind of veer off in like tech and a few other areas. So like if somebody wants to have a conversation, you'll tell them if you're a fit or not, right? Absolutely. And, and frankly, what we do works for any industry. Um, and, you know, obviously we focus on the vacation rental industry mainly because that's our network. That's who we work with, but we can work with any company that needs help attracting talent. When you book on the website, you're actually booking specifically with me. I like to meet with every single potential client first and foremost to really get a deep understanding of their company and their needs. Um, so know that when you book with us, you're booking with me. Um, yeah. You'll get to talk to the rest of them if you decide to work with us. <laughs> yeah, but but you go straight to the CEO, which is very uncommon. And I, and I love that, um, you know, for now, we'll see how long you can keep that up, Steve Trover. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's who needs sleep. I'm doing this, like obsessed about business. What are you talking about? Well, first of all, thank all of you um, for being on the show, for sharing your light, um, for trusting me, for you know, advocating for things that I love to, um, and, and just for being really amazing people who make a big impact in the lives of people and businesses. Thank you. Thank you. So bombshell. I hope you learned a lot, um, by unpacking all of that, even if you're not ready for a better talent, or it's not something that you, you know, want to pursue, I hope you learned a lot from them on how you can impact your own recruiting efforts and attract the right talent so that you can have a winning team as well. They've given so many good nuggets today. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to the culture. Write me, amber at amberhurl.com. Let me know what you learned from this or if you have any questions for me because I can certainly help with that as well. Be sure you go to bettertalent.com. And of course, always I need to ask you to go over, leave a rating and review so that other bombshells can find this podcast easily and see that it's worth their time because I do treasure that you take anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, depending how long we go, to spend with me and my guests to learn and invest in yourself. That is what makes you a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.